to me. Live from the Twin Cities, we are the Daves you know. This is the Daves I know. You want me to be that type of dude, and I want to be who you like me to, but we both know I can't do nothing at all. Dave's I Know podcast, uh, episode 208, 208 times we've done this stupid thing, uh, talking about some uh, Minnesota soccer. Uh, we have MJ here. MJ, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm very tired. I've been working on uh, a couple bikes that, actually three bikes that all huge, pro- huge ass projects and a couple of them are finally seeing uh, the end of the tunnel. So that's good. Yeah. Moving in the right direction. Let me just say, there's nothing like taking apart an eight speed internal gear hub with a lot of, lot of parts and needing to grease them all up with white lithium grease, like really just splatter them with all this white gooey stuff. And then like, 75% 75% into the job, realizing you need to piss. I mean, it's just kind of a letdown. So if you ever, if you need any bike related uh, needs, let MJ know. Uh, he will take care of you. Um, I've heard, I've, I, you've not actually worked on any bike stuff for me, but I've heard from other people who, who you have worked on, you do a good job. So highly, like, highly recommend MJ if you do have any uh, bike related uh, repair needs. Preferably get them to them earlier rather than later because, you know, it takes a while. I you're, take you're, a you're only one person, right? So you have a lot of other shit to do. So yeah, uh, I, I I I am not fast, but <laughs> you know th- this shouldn't be a surprise to anybody who's seen me play broom ball, or walk to a Minnesota United game, or pretty much do anything other than eat. You know that's true. Like. like there's only one thing I do quickly and that is yes that is true that is eat food so yeah I've seen that firsthand so uh all right well we're kind of waiting on Jess we're not sure where she is tonight but uh we're gonna we're gonna plow forward we're getting it's getting late so we want to get the podcast recorded uh you can always visit us at patreon.com slash the daves I know uh help support the daves that you know I'm gonna be meeting up with Christian hopefully uh end of this week he is on vacation right now um, to pick up the uh, Heath out stout beers, and then we'll figure out a pickup time for them. Uh, obviously, this week uh, we have a couple of games. We have a game on Tuesday, a game on Sunday, or excuse me, Saturday. But I think there's a stretch of then away games where I'll, I will be at the bar at Blackheart um, with the beers. So you pick them up, uh, before, you know, pre or post uh, Loons match. So I think that will be sort of the, the main distribution mechanism. If you are unable to do that for some reason, um, I will I will also be sending out an email. You can reach out and let me know. Uh, Patreon.com slash Dave's. No, I think we may have a, a one or two extra Heath Out Stouts available to people if they want to sign up for the Patreon, if they're not already a part of it. Um, so please do that. 
Um, if you don't want the beer, also totally fine. Uh, we will get it into uh, uh, the hands of someone who would, would enjoy the beer. So uh, patreon.com slash the Daves I know to help support the Daves that you know. All right. Let's start talking about what the hell just happened. Loon Zero, LA Galaxy 1. Um, I don't... And I think MJ is is here with me. We don't have a ton to say about this game. I'll, we'll start out. Lude apparently got injured uh, in training on Friday, so he was out. So Dotson moved up onto the left. Uh, Grey Goosh stepped in uh, to Dotson's role with Trap in the midfield. Um, Nico Hansen apparently also got injured at some point, so he was not in the 18 at all. Uh, and so, yeah, so we, Minnesota rolled out without their uh, top three scores. <laughs> of the season for this game. And it, it kind of showed. I would like to just rant about Minnesota United not being good at communication and surprising us, but I do also understand there are tactical motivations for not releasing that some of your better players have to be injured. And some of it just happened so fast. Like Friday during training is, I mean, you're not going to get a press release out before game day. Yeah. And that's, and that's fine. Like, I guess it was just, it was kind of crazy how all of a sudden it was like, wait, Lude's not playing. And right. then, and then all of a sudden it's like, Oh, you know, he's out like, you know, four to four to six weeks. Uh, right. Cause he's, cause he's injured. So um, it's just, it's, you know, it's strange. It, it, there's lots of reasons why teams should and shouldn't disclose that sort of information. Um, some of it, uh, you know, like well-founded some of it in the uh, um, don't tread on me sort of uh, HIPAA violation category stuff, which I'm, I don't really want to get into. I don't really care. It, um, you know, Dan's but, not here anymore. We don't have to be the, the health information pod. But I, but I also believe that like, you should, you should tell people, um, you know, before the lineup comes out that, Oh yeah, by the way, uh, guy who has the most goals on the team um he's out for a while because he injured himself in training on friday um you don't have to tell the you don't have to tell everybody that you don't have to tell the galaxy that right but you could also like as the lineup comes out put out something so that people will be like why the fuck is Lou not playing and google it and then re- like see the article or whatever or see the press release um there could have been a lot more there could be better communication and we know this team is not really great at communication generally. So, um, also Dan, we miss you neither here nor there. Yes. We also miss Dan. So, uh, first half Minnesota actually started this game out really, really well. Um, uh, weirdly Jonathan Klinsman started in, 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 uh, in place of bond on in goal, uh, had to make a really great save in like the second minute of the game. Um, and then made several more saves in the first uh, 30, 35 minutes of the game. Uh, 43, 43rd minute of the game, um, LA Galaxy gets the one and only goal. They're only shot on goal. Uh, also, uh, Kevin Cabral, uh, a player that the Loons went after this, uh, this winter, um, but uh, could not secure. Uh, LA Galaxy outbid them for him. Um, the Now I'm blanking on the midfielder sprung him uh jay something god uh why am i blanking on his name anyways uh it was a great uh uh, hovelich yeah hovelich uh araho makes a really great uh, makes a a pretty good uh stop um gets the ball to jovelich hovelich 
who then springs uh, Kevin Cabral. Um, and then Minnesota's defenders do what Minnesota's defenders have, um, you know, done for the last several years. Um, the wrong thing. And uh, Kevin Cabral scores. I'll let MJ explain what they did so goddamn wrong. It was, it was pretty impressive. When you have a center back pairing, it's important to have good communication and to know, hey, we're both stepping up here for an offside trap so we can hold the line. We're both dropping back because we see more numbers coming at us. Or one is one is going to go hard and, and try to steal the ball. The other one's going to be the emergency person to help. If there are more people stepping up, you both can't step up, you know, and both center backs, Coleman and Debassi, they both step up on Cabral. And Cabral, this would be fine if you keep the ball or the person in front of you. One of one of the two, you have to keep the ball or the person in front of you. But the ball and the person both slips behind both of them. That's, I don't want to say MLS defending one-on-one, but you got to be better than that. Yeah, hundred percent. It, it was uh, um, not great. It was you know it was a it was an amazing pass. Um, just it really just it split both uh, Common and Debassi, and they both should have done better. Uh, clearly they did not. Uh, and Galaxy scored a goal. Um, I won't necessarily against say against the run of play because while Minnesota had had the the majority of the shots, it was still a pretty back and forth game. Um. But it was frustrating that that was their first shot on goal and, and they scored a goal, um, considering that Minnesota had, you know, put several shots on target. Seven. Yeah. Well, and that's not but, counting Unu's misses wide. You know, like well, seven that, shots went on no, net. Exactly. So, yeah. So the only other sort of thing we want to talk about second half, uh, Minnesota makes their only substitutions of the game in the 69th minute, which is very nice. Uh, Justin McMaster comes on for Jan Gregus. Uh, Godello nice. comes on for Uno. Um, and that's pretty much it. Uh, Minnesota puts a flurry of shots on on uh, shots at Klinsman in the last basically 15 to 20 minutes of the game. Um, I think 12 of their 20. Minnesota had 21 shots on goal uh, or 21 shots. Seven of them were actually on, on frame. Um, 12 of the 21 shots were in the last 15 minutes of the, of the game. Um, they were throwing pretty much everything they had at, uh, at LAF, at LA galaxy. And to be fair, Jonathan Klinsman, uh, stood on his goddamn head and, uh, saved this game for, for the galaxy. If he, if he had let that goal in. So Ethan Finley from, uh, met near in the second minute, if that goal had gone in, this might've been a completely different game because Minnesota yeah. probably would have just like went on to, 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 you know, to route the game, um, but yeah, you know, you know, spoiler alert, Jonathan Quinsman is the, uh, is the Freddie ado for me. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Is, is there anything else to say other than where we are winless against the galaxy? This is one of the only teams, um, in MLS that Minnesota has not beaten. Um, I think the others are the new England revolution inter Miami because we've only played them one time. Like there's one other team, I think, other than the LA Galaxy. But uh yeah, we've never beaten the LA Galaxy. So and with uh Rick Vaney coaching them, you know, that's it's a tough beat. I mean, it's a very tough team. Yeah. Yeah. So 
And this is a team that they didn't have, like Sebastian Legette didn't play, uh, Chicharito didn't play, Jonathan DeSantos uh, came on like shortly after the half. Um, they were playing. Hey, uh, a- shout out to Sebastian Legette. Uh, his sister died. Yeah, yeah, that's re- um, that's the reason he wasn't playing. But yeah, and you know, our hearts and all go out to him and his family. Oh, of course, of course, yeah. But um, it was a, it was a, it was a very much a weekend LA Galaxy squad, and they managed to sneak out uh, three points in Minnesota. So, uh, I guess good for them. So, uh, all right, let's do our uh, Freddie news for Minnesota. Um, who you got? I have Justin McNaster in the tradition of Freddie Adu being an up and coming young player and being good, and everyone has their hopes just tethered to this guy. He's the real deal. And I've said this before from preseason until now, we should see him play more. We should see he rotate the squad more, give this guy minutes. Instead, we have three of our best wings injured. And I don't know how many minutes he has, but not enough. I think he, I think he might be getting some more um, in that same vein. I, I, I went with Reynoso uh, for my good Freddie Adu. Oh, he was uh, phenomenal. The dude was, yeah, he, I don't know how many times he hit the post uh, or uh, he hit Klinsman who deflected it off, I think at least three or four times, um, either the post or Klinsman. So uh, I, yeah, uh, Ray was my uh, good Freddie do. And then and for my shitty Freddie, I, I, it was, I found it really hard to not give it to two guys. And it was Brent Coleman and Bakai Debasi. And I say that Debasi, uh, in particular, but Coleman actually has, has for the most part played pretty well the last several weeks. Yes. But that um that just that that breakdown was absolutely devastating. And they both just absolutely like shit the bed is the easiest way to say it. So they both decide to play best case scenario when you should as a defender and your second to last, third to last back, you should play worst case scenario. And they were in, yeah, they were, they were so close together as well. Like there, there wasn't even a way for them to um, compensate for, for right. making like the I exact said, same, the exact same runs. What, one, one go hard, one drop at, you know, you have to have some sort of plan communication along the back line. Uh, and considering that, I mean, Coleman did have that great header off the line to, to, you know, save, save another goal. Like I'm almost makes up for it, but it's, it, you just can't make mistakes like that. The margin for error at the back is, you know, yeah, it's so thin, especially with this team. And especially since they're not scoring any goals. So it's very thin, the margin. Uh, All right. Who do you have for your, uh, uh, your shitty Freddy or your Freddy deuce for, sorry, that's shitty, both good and shitty for uh, uh, LA galaxy. If you didn't gather, my shitty Friday do from Minnesota United was the same as Zeller's for the exact same fucking reasons. Right. Yeah, so, no, no. Sorry. Sorry. That was, I, th- I felt that was, that was implied. <laughs> um, no, I need to say it out loud. Um, my good Freddie do for LA Galaxy is finish Nico Hamelainen. And Nico Hamelainen was number 15, their left back. They got him on loan from Queens Park Rangers and he was tearing up that left side our right side uh Menier getting caught too far forward Finley not being able to get back in time I don't know where Gregoosh was kind of tucked too far center sometimes and 
he just had all these acres of space to gallivant up the pitch or, you know, have some pretty clever ball technique to, you know, paint or move horizontally and get around some players. But he made a lot of attacks happen. Uh, he also had the most uh, XG for the team. Oh, uh, yeah. Who's your shitty friend? Yeah, oh, Shasha question. Yeah, um, if you're the captain of the squad, you shouldn't have like nine horrible passes. You know, one of the worst passing percentage. Rings. Everyone on your team has 80, 79, 80 something percent, you know, passer completion, you know, ratings. It's unprecedented. And then you, you're trying this long ball shit like you're still 12 years old and playing for the U.S. men's national team under whatever. Like, come on, Christian. You can do better than that. That's fair. Um, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll echo you on that one because I don't really have uh, one from, from L.A. I, I, it's I will, hard. They, they played well. I mean, yeah, they did. I, I will say uh, uh, my good friend you do is, is Jonathan Quinsman. Obviously, when he had a, he had a hell of a game, um, he made a bunch of those saves right in front of the Wonderwall, too, which was – uh, even more impressive. His first start for the Galaxy this year, uh, a weird time to get a start, but he stepped up and, and um, you know, former, uh, I think it was U20 uh, U.S. men's national team goalkeeper, um, you know, maybe trying to play himself back into uh, in some sort of a U.S. men's national team roster spot. So um, good on him. Good on the kid. He was he what he had just been in Europe uh, the previous couple of years. And is back in in MLS, um, fighting for a spot. So I say, yeah, good on good on Klinsman for for having a hell of a game. Uh, much to the chagrin of of me and every other me and MJ and every other fan in the Wonderwall. Uh, he, he had that one that he palmed over the bar that was he had one that he palmed he palmed onto a post too. I think it was like in like the seventy fifth minute or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So. Who, who shot that one? Uh, I think it was Finley. I think Finley or maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was Finley who shot that one. Anyways, he had a, he had a hell of a game um, and got man. And he, he made team of the week for uh, MLS, MLS team of the week as the starting goalkeeper. So, um, yeah, you got to be the good friend you do. So. All right. Moving along to our big question from this game. Does who knew need some bench time? This My is uh, I, I'll, I'll just say this. Uh, Sorry, MJ. Um, he's gone seven games in a row without scoring a goal. Uh, he last scored back in June, so it's been a solid two and a half months since uh, since he's put one in the back of the net. Um, the problem is, and maybe MJ, you were about to allude to this, is that we don't have any uh, strikers on the team. Uh, Juan Agudelo came in and played pretty well. Honestly, to be fair, he played actually pretty good in this game in the the twenty five minutes or whatever that he played. But um, with with Lude out, with Fragapone out, Fragapone out, with uh, Nico Hansen out, um, who we I don't, I don't know who we have to score goals. But the question is, is like, does uh, who knew need to sit on the bench for a little bit? So John Mothaller in the Star Trib had this great piece. He mentioned that he's aware that Unu is not living up to his own standard for being able to score goals. So he's frustrated and he's actually showed some empathy. He's like, I played up top. 
you want to build confidence and and when you the results aren't there it's hard to build that confidence i actually agree with heath and with one chopi out and lude injured i say we stick with the same formula you start unu give him those chances feed him the ball try to let let him get that goal and then send in aguadelo off the bench now if you think you need to send aguadelo off the bench in the 46th minute at the start of the second half instead of the 70th minute or the 69th minute noise um fine but i say we stick with the same formula despite the results because we don't have anything else yeah that's the i'm not sure if that was the article um if uh, and it's really great, actually, that John Marthaler is back covering the Loons and not Jerry Zagoda. Um, thank God we actually have someone who cares about soccer and understands what's going on and is a, a, a fan and all that. Uh, there was, I saw somewhere that Heath mentioned about trying to get an out-of-contract striker. Uh, I know that the 55-1 dudes uh, last week uh, brought up the list of uh, out-of-contract strikers. And you know who's on that list, MJ? Who? Mm. Daniel Sturridge. <laughs> no fucking, fucking way. How fucking awesome would Daniel Sturridge be uh, in a Minnesota United? I would buy. I've never bought a Minnesota United jersey that didn't have my name on the back of it. If Daniel Sturridge joined the Loons, I would buy a Daniel Sturridge. Wait a minute, don't you Minnesota have a United jersey? Don't you have a Heath Outkit that doesn't have your name on it? I do. That's right. That's that's true. Not not a player. Not a. I don't have one of a player on the team. I do actually have one of a player on the team. Um, but we don't speak of that player anymore. Uh, but, well, and, and, and it's uh, that one, that Jersey doesn't exist anymore. However, if Daniel Sturridge joined Minnesota United, I would absolutely buy a Daniel Sturridge, Minnesota United Jersey. I'd get the, 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 the river kit too. Cause that one is actually a pretty nice kit. So it would be a good fit. Yeah. You need a striker. <laughs> we do need a striker. We need, or, or someone to go to striker camp as Issa watch says, we need somebody. Yeah. So uh all right any other any other thoughts on this who do needing some bench i guess i mean i don't know man i don't know what we what we can do i think your points are 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 100 valid like there's there's we don't have anybody else right now so when, when what can we your do number one striker gets in their own head and maybe that's affecting their performance unfortunately the worst thing you can do is try to send him a message and start juan aguadelo that's the last thing we need to do if we want Unu to be better. If if only we had a striker whisperer on uh in, in the staff to help out with uh the whispering to strikers. If only. Yeah, well we had that. So uh you know there's things that we try to market and phrases that we try to use in marketing to hype up the team, David. And like Kyle Aaron and Orlando City was a long time ago, you know. That is 100 true. So it's a long time ago. So you know, what have you done for me lately, Striker Whisperer? Uh, he's done jack shit. Honestly, what's what's leaving at that? So, all right. Uh, some quick other United news before we take a break. Robin Lude is out for a while, as we uh, mentioned earlier in the podcast. Uh, he suffered a right calf strain in training on Friday. Uh, the team says he's out for several weeks. Nico Hansen didn't train at all last week, which no one knew about. Um, he's expected to be out several weeks as well. And uh, Fragapane is still out with a thigh injury. Um, 
he is presumed to be out about five weeks. He's about two, about halfway through that five weeks. So we're guessing probably uh, beginning September when we might see Fragapane again. So uh, that's a that's a lot of your attacking core um, and your good attackers that are out uh, for extended period of time. So and especially considering like this is now the, the business end of the of the season, we're you know going into like the week twenty or whatever uh, of of matches, and then we have. September and October are hard and heavy, you know, Wednesday, Saturday kind of match week. So we're going to have a lot of games coming up. So we're going to need some rotation as well. And then in the the last, and I swear to God, this is the final bit of Juan Chope news. Um, it was reported that uh, DC sent $75,000 in GAM to Minnesota United for the rights to Jose, uh, Jose Aja. Um, who is no longer in MLS, by the way, the, the rights of first refusal for this guy. Um, theoretically, Juan Chope could not go through waivers. So uh, this is basically buying the rights to him, but in a MLSE kind of ridiculous way. Uh, it's, it's a weird, it's weird. It, it's ML, it's, it's, a, it's very MLSE and that is, pretty much the extent of it um i am sure mj Anon has some sort of hot take about uh juan chope and um uh but pizza rats and maybe uh you know pedophiles and, and stuff like that so mj Anon, take it away the it is well known that dc united uses mls acquisition voodoo to acquire juan chope by theoretically getting acquisition rights for a player that is MLS available, but not really MLS available. There's not a lot of MJ on that you can do about that because I mean, the conspiracies are already there and, you know, almost the conspiracy is the reality. The question that MJ on has, however, is, how many Uruguayan pizza parlors are there that George Soros is funding and how much of that money ended up going to help, you know, pay for aha in air quotes. That's legitimately a good question. I I don't know how many, uh, I don't know how many Uruguayan pizza joints there are actually generally, but George Uh, Soros is probably funding them all David. I'm sure I I am not saying you know I'm I'm sure he's not but um sure why why the fuck not uh all right let's take a break when we come back we'll talk uh some gopher soccer uh because now we can talk about gopher soccer uh and then we'll we'll kind of very tangentially break down the upcoming matches uh San Jose and Sporks this week so we'll be right back you won't me all right and we are back uh hopefully this is going to be a short podcast this week we don't have a ton of stuff but we want to break down some uh some good news on the uh, women's soccer front, the Gopher women's soccer front. Uh, MJ, Gopher women's soccer had a had a pretty good week. They 
played NDSU and Fargo last Wednesday. They won 5-0, and they defeated St. Thomas, new to Division I in the Summit League, uh, in a, another preseason friendly, 6-1 to this Sunday. Fuck St. Thomas. Yeah, so, you know, you look at that Summit League, David, you know, University of North Dakota, NDSU, South Dakota, South Dakota State. That's that's a lot of COVID right there. <laughs> that is a lot of COVID. In, in, in the Summit League. Yeah. Um, so let's hope St. Thomas stays healthy. Um, I mean, I don't know. Do we really care if they stay healthy? I know we, we absolutely do because they are they are uh, young athletes playing sports which is great i from played minnesota from, david from well mostly from minnesota i played i played a sport at the university of st thomas full disclosure so um and so yes i'm, I'm i hope they stay healthy but also fuck <laughs> st. Thomas. so all right tell us wait, what's what's up with uh the gophers coming for uh, going forward here the, they start the season off with seven non-conference games including the home opener Home opener is this Thursday, August 19th, 6 p.m., Elizabeth Lyle Robbie Stadium. They're playing Baylor. Baylor is one of the top two teams that they will play in this non-con- their seven non-conference games. It's between them and probably Mississippi State. So you want to see a good game. Get out to the Elizabeth Lyle Robbie Stadium, 6 p.m. on Thursday. And then if you can't get out on a weekday, Sunday afternoon, 1 p.m. versus University of Illinois, Chicago. Uh, They are looking really good, but they haven't really been tested defensively. And so Baylor will definitely test them defensively. They bring back a really strong spine with uh, returning a a goalkeeper and their center back, Delaney Straker. Yeah. Um, yeah, actually, I, I might be able to get out to that game on, on Sunday. I, I definitely can't get out to the game on Thursday. I have an ultimate Frisbee uh, uh, game, um, but I think I might be able to get out to that game on, on Sunday against Illinois. I will, I will sadly be out of town for both games. So. Um, it's, a, it's again, Elizabeth Lyle Robbie Stadium is one of the, the nicer stadiums in, uh, in, in, in the city to watch a, to watch a game. Uh, grass fields fucking gorgeous. Uh, University of Minnesota puts on a, a pretty good show for that. Um, if you want to, if you are any at all interested in in gopher soccer um, or any other uh, women's soccer, equal time soccer uh, at equal time soccer on Twitter, uh, Matt Pravatsky and and his brother Mark, and then there's a couple other people who who do stuff with him um, do a really great job of covering women's soccer uh, in in Minnesota. So definitely check them out if you if you have any interest in this and. It's really it's gonna be really awesome, I think, having St. Thomas as a, a D one program as well, just because there'll be more Division one women's soccer in uh, in the city. So it's all it's the more the the more the better. Honestly, it's like when when Minneapolis City came on and, and started doing their thing. It's like yeah, the more soccer, the better. So um, I'm very excited that both uh, Gophers and and St. Thomas are are, are going to be playing uh, D one soccer this year. So uh, all right. Anything else on, on Gopher or St. Thomas soccer, MJ? No. This has been the Gopher Soccer Gala. All right. Uh, it replaces the Minneapolis City Minute for uh, for the fall, at least. So, uh, all right. Let's talk about uh, some upcoming games. Uh, tactical, schmactical. Uh, we have we two are games playing... coming up. 
We have two games. We have a game at San Jose. If you are listening, like I will post this podcast tonight. Uh, it will be up before midnight. Um, so technically, if you are listening to this podcast, the game is tonight, uh, 9.30 p.m. Uh, at San Jose. Uh, San Jose is the favorite, uh, plus 145. Uh, draws plus 240. Minnesota is at plus 165 to win this game. San Jose, there's... Um, we have a we have a uh, interesting interesting history with San Jose. Um, we did not beat this team uh, for the first two years that we played the, them, and then we have never lost to this team since then. Uh, the one big uh, contributing factor there was the hiring of Matias Almeida, who has managed to stifle, like you know, weirdly stifle a lot of the uh, of the league. But there are certain teams that he just has not figured out, and uh, Minnesota United being one of them. Um, so it's kind yeah. of the inverse of Adrian Heath. You know, there are a lot of teams that Adrian Heath has not figured out. Right. Uh, and I don't, this is not to say I do not appreciate Heath learning from his mistakes, having a better season this year, getting more wins, beating some teams that we haven't beaten in a while, like, or having a really good run against Portland. Adrian Heath is obviously improving as a manager, but how many teams other than Portland can you say we consistently beat? Not a lot. How many teams can you say that we consistently struggle against like Colorado, LA Galaxy, and so on and so forth. So to have another team that we consistently beat, amazing. Always good, yes. So the uh, the main players, um, at least as far as I can see it, uh, Javier Lopez, who's actually suspended for this game. Um, he has five <laughs> goals on the season. Uh, I think he picked up a yellow card in the last game. Chris Wondolowski, um, Wando, to the those uh, U.S. men's national team fans, uh, if he makes an appearance in this game, it'll be his 400th MLS game if he, if he plays, which is kind of amazing. Obviously, we know, uh, you know, local boy Jackson Ewell, um, MJ, who else uh, should we be looking at for San Jose? They recently acquired Jeremy Abobasi. Oh, Portland. I remember that guy. That guy, that name sounds familiar. So we will now see both Jeremy Abobasi and Jackson. You will the probably the top two players besides Miles Robinson that this pod continually harps on that we should have taken instead of Abu Dhabi. Uh. A long Correct. time ago in the super draft. So we get to see both of them play on the same team. <laughs> Jeremy Bobasi is it being allowed to play a true number nine, something that one Gio Savarese in Portland never allowed him to do. And look what happens. San Jose is unbeaten in their last eight games. This to time, be- it's not Minnesota going in the game with unbeaten streak. We can be the streak breakers. To be fair, they only have two wins. There's six other. There's six eight draws. games unbeaten, David. Uh, yeah, I'm just I'm gonna call a spade a spade there. Uh, there there's six draws there, including a uh, draw lack, against Vancouver is an important result. A lackluster uh, zero zero draw. Uh, we'd be remiss if we don't mention Cade Cowell, um, who uh, scored the goal, scored one of the goals against Minnesota United uh, here at uh, at Allianz uh, about a month and a half ago. Um, Young kid. He's he's been a hell of a hell of a, a fine for San Jose homegrown player. And then, um, uh, why? Oh, now I lost. God damn it. Oh, Christian. Yeah. And Christian Espinosa, who's also oh, uh, DP guy. number 10. Um, yeah, he should be someone we generally 
try to look out for. So, I don't know. How, how does Minnesota United play San Jose? I mean, they have been playing... So, Matias Almeida is, is famous for his man-marking system. They've clearly been playing this year a lot less in that man-marking system. Not like, not... They've not totally gone away from it, but they have been um, adapting and doing a little bit more uh, zonal marking for, for stuff. So, um, Minnesota you know, for the last two years is basically like just ran rough, like rough rod over uh, the man marking system that San Jose has put in. So how's the, how's the United play them, especially considering we're, we're missing, we're missing Robin Lude. Uh, we're missing Nico Hansen, missing Fragapane. We're missing a lot of the people who actually can put the ball in the back of the net regularly. This is tough because against a normal or old school Matias Almeida man marking system. This would be really easy. You give your ball to your center backs, have them galvan up the field, you know, make a couple passes and score. I don't but, want Coleman doing that. <laughs> but the thing is, is we can't do that anymore. They've gotten, they've adapted. You know, they. It was really easy in, against a man marking system to get the guy marking you to be on one side of you and have the person pass the ball to you on the other side. So even though they're marking tight you can find spaces and give the ball flick. Now that it's a little bit more zonal, that tactic is, or strategies, it's less clear. I still say we should play Heath ball. And let me say the better parts of Heath ball in the sense of let's possess the ball. Let's be patient. We need to get better than attacking third. Unlike the LA game where we had two to three players cutting to the same spot we need to cut to different spots, especially in the attacking third. We need to make a near post run, a top of the box run, and a weak post run or far post run. We can't have three people at the top of the box. That's really easy to defend. It's very uncreative and doesn't create space. So just play better Heath ball. And, and I, this is like, again, I've been kind of saying this all year, like before we get on how we're tactically going to attack a team that plays differently than the last team we played. Let's dot our own I's and cross our own T's first. Yeah, that's hundred percent fair. Um, yeah, I think we're, we're just going to probably see the, I would, it would be, it would surprise me if they don't run out the same lineup uh, for this match, even though it's a three day turnaround, a three day turnaround. I mean, we listen, man, we have watched Adrian Heath do this exact same fucking thing many times. I'm not going to try to make any sort of random or like weird proclamations that would go against everything we know about Adrian Heath. Like, you know, um, fool me once shame on you fool me twice, you know, um, you know, fuck me in the ass or whatever. So when um, I said Heath ball, this was not what I was talking about. No, exactly. Uh, so I, it would not surprise me, honestly, if, if we get Juan Agadello in there for who knew in terms of like a substitute. Sure. But my guess is that we're going to master gonna probably the, starts it. I don't even know about that, man. I think I think Dotson will stay up top. I think yeah. um, Grey Goose and Trap will still be in the middle. Maybe. You get Alonzo in there to start with. Trap coming in, you know, at you know, halftime or 60 minutes in or something. I don't know. I think that the changes will be minimal. Um, 
this is this is a team that I don't think that Minnesota is not scared about playing, unlike LA Galaxy, which I think they are. You know, uh, what for you know whatever the fact that they haven't beat them ever. I think they're you know there's teams that they, you know that you are like oh shit. I mean I'm sure as a as a uh, Everton fan you are well aware of teams that you don't want to play. Um, like we'll Liverpool. play anybody, David. You know. We'll play anybody. But, uh, but yes, there are teams that you're more scared against because of history. San Jose is not a team I think Minnesota is like too afraid of. So I think Minnesota will try to play their their similar game. Um, hope that Matias Almeida uh, sinks into that uh, man marking system, and then that Brent Coleman finds a goal. I guess. So uh, who's gonna win, MJ? I just want to say I would love it if they played a Gregus Trap Dotson. Four three three, and then just put McMaster, Ray, and uh, Finley, Finley as your front three, and 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 sit your striker. But they probably won't do that. That's that's not a terrible idea, man. Yeah, that's, that's actually a really good idea. I I for for, for who we have, I kind of hope that that yeah. I mean he he, he has played a four three three before. Um, before this season, not very successfully, but this season he has played it, and they I think they won the one game that played it four through three. So uh, there's a there's a very real possibility that that might happen. Um, I doubt it, but you know there's a possibility. Um, loons lose two to one. All right, I think they win. I think they win three one. Um, I think they find goals because Matias Almeida can't help himself and will play a uh, ridiculous system that. <laughs> Even Adrian Heath can't fuck up against. So, uh, all right. And then we have the Sporks on Saturday, uh, the 21st oh, at 2.30 p.m. Uh, early game. Uh, so, presuming everybody in my family is healthy, uh, I will be at this game probably with both my son and daughter and wife. So, um, come say hi to uh, to me and, and, and the kiddos. There's no lines for this game yet, obviously, because the there's the midweek games that have to be played first, but we have some players and coaches. Uh, obviously, the first person, Peter Vermees, um, got how long? And he's been at Kansas City since, what, early, like 2001, 2002, either as the general manager or coach or um, coach slash general manager. So uh, the guy really 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 likes beating minnesota united um like i think he gets off on like he like yeah. comes when he beats minnesota like he, united he, he likes to beat minnesota united and beat off to beating minnesota yeah united. oh yeah no he yeah definitely definitely so uh so yeah he'll be up for this game obviously uh sporting kansas city right now is is currently the uh the top team in the western conference um they are Despite losing in six to one to club Leon in the league's cup. Well, yeah, he, he rolled out a, a very, very young and unexperienced team for that match. But anyways, uh, who else um, MJ that we should t- talk about for uh sport in Kansas city. Uh, Alan Polito, obviously good attacking player, former Liga MX uh, golden boot winner, Alan Polito. Who's not really lived up to his potential yet in, in MLS, but he is off, awfully damn dangerous. He gets into these areas that are threatening or 
that are benign and that he makes them threatening because he's pretty good on the ball. Yeah. Uh, Roger Espinoza. That guy. We need to kind of like send Ozzy out just to make sure that Roger Espinoza doesn't injure any more of our players. We don't need any more injuries on this team. Yeah. And, you know, I would love to see, you know, maybe in that 4-3-3 lineup, you know, sub trap or Greg Ushoff, uh just to rest. So they, you know, three games in, in 14 days or whatever, you know, let's, let's give Ozzy a, a trot out there just to keep Roger Espinosa in fucking check. Cause he's going to pick up a yellow card against somebody. Yeah. That guy's an asshole. Um, and I would rather, I much rather have him on my team than, than, uh, not, uh, I'll throw out Daniel Saloy, uh, who is uh, technically Hungarian, but is also technically a homegrown player for uh, Sporting Kansas City. Um, because, you know, why the hell not? He's a, a forward um, uh, striker attacking player. He has been, he might be honestly the uh, MVP right now uh, in terms of the, you know, the league. He's been absolutely um, amazing for uh, Sporting Kansas City. Uh, Sporting Kansas City sitting in second place in the uh, uh, supporters shield standings right now. Um, and this kid's been pretty amazing. And then I'll, the other one I'll throw out too before I let you go back again, MJ, is uh, Tim Malia, who had a kind of an off year last year, um, but he's back. He is, you know, consistently one of the best goalkeepers in MLS. And uh, he's back to being one of the best goalkeepers in MLS this season as well. So, uh, MJ, who else do you have? Uh, Gotti Kinda, obviously. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, makes stuff happen in their midfield. Uh, actually plays well with Roger Espinosa, you know, both on both sides of the ball. So I, I feel like he and Saloy have a really good chemistry on that left-hand side, and uh, they both play well off well with each other. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Watch out for Gotti Kinda. Watch out for Daniel Saloy. All right. Um, all right. So who so how do we think Minnesota should play uh Sporting Kansas City? Th- these guys are coming to Minnesota on Saturday. Um, they will have played a game on Wednesday. So Minnesota actually will have an extra day of of, of rest um because Minnesota plays on Tuesday. Uh how do we how do we play Sporting Kansas City uh here? At Allianz. Their ever search to replace Ike Opara continues. Attack their fucking center backs. And I say, let's attack their center backs with, you know, Reynoso. You know, let's not attack their center backs with Romain Metinier sending moonball crosses and trying to hit uh, Unu or something like that that's maybe not in the right spot. Let's not do that. To attack the Let's try to pass it on the pitch and make good good cuts, good runs off the ball, and you, use our playmaker to, to get into some dangerous spots around their center backs. Yeah, I can't I can't agree with you enough there. Um, <laughs> that needs to be, yeah, 100% the attack. Um, this team is not a good uh, – their central defenders um, leave a lot to be desired. Let's put it that way. Uh, and that is, you know, going without saying as someone whose team, you know, lost our, uh, 
our best defender in our history on Icopara earlier this or two weeks ago, last week or whatever. So, um, yeah, I think you definitely need to do that. I think, uh, it's also, this needs to be a, a press cause we, I think we can create turnovers in the Kansas city half of the field and Minnesota should be pressing this game and not trying to counter really just like putting the screws to Kansas city, making them, make mistakes in their half of the field and then capitalizing on those mistakes, which exactly with Reynoso um, with, uh, you know, whomever, uh, if it's Will Trap, uh, somebody stepping up and, and hitting balls uh, from long, like hit those, hit those balls at the goal and, and see what happens. So. Totally agree there too. All right. So who's going to win on Saturday, MJ? I say Minnesota pulls one out. Uh, Maybe, uh, maybe like one nil Minnesota. All right. Uh, I actually, I think this one is probably a draw. I think it's probably like a one, one draw. Um, but, uh, you know, a four point week would be, would be pretty good for, for Minnesota. So, all right. Anything else on sporting or San Jose before we jump into, uh, all the other rest of the soccer in the world? Sporting Kansas City, the sports should be our our true rival. In, it is Heineken rivalry week, by the way. But and so let's you know, this might be the honorary of Opara Derby, but whatever. That would be actually making it the Opara Derby would be quite fun and uh, and awesome. Um, Santa, and Opara Derby. Let, let's make also, it happen. Also, you know, you know who Opara played for before he played for Sporting Kansas City. San Jose. <laughs> That's right. Oh, I forget he, he he started in San Jose. Yeah. It's Opara Derby week uh for, for Minnesota United. So uh all right. So moving along, uh, we have just a few world bits of, of uh, note. Uh Carly Lloyd announced that she's gonna retire at the end of the year. She's gonna finish up uh playing some friendlies with the US women's national team and then um her uh, uh Gotham FC. Uh, once she that season's done, she's gonna retire. So that is uh pretty cool. Carly Lloyd, one of the greatest goal scorers in I would say soccer history. Uh I think you you really can't argue with that. Um and sort of tangentially, uh Stephen Goff on Twitter reported that the US women's national team will play at least a match at Allianz in late October, possibly late September, during an international window, um for like a sort of a, a friendly uh Versus versus South Korea. Yeah, baby. MJ is very excited about it. So, so yeah, so that's apparently happening. I don't know if it's going to be one game or two games. It sounded like it might be that he said basically Kansas city MLS stadium and a twin cities MLS stadium. Um, So I would assume, and he said there's four games that are happening. I'm not sure if they're playing two games in each stadium or if it's just, this is the first two that they're announcing uh so yeah so keep your eyes out for that um it sounds really cool um definitely the u.s women's national team games are super fun um try to get to it if you can if you possibly can so there's a there's a korean that plays for tottenham hotspur and before you think who i'm going to mention her name is cho so hyun and cho so hyun is wonderful to watch veteran leader great midfielder would love to see 
Joseph Hune. Way, way, way more than that fucker who plays for the men's Tottenham Hotsu team. I'm just saying. Apparently, apparently it's a FIFA window, so she should be available for the for the team. Oh. It sounds like. So. Oh. Would love. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, After MJ's... I'm done drooling. Uh... Yeah. Do you want to do... So the EPL started back up again. Um, Both of our teams won. Merseyside wins. We're at the top they of the did. table. They, yes. Uh, yes, they, they both did. Um, we're topper than you, but you know, it is what it is. You, you, you won against who again? Uh, Norwich. Right. Recently promoted Norwich. We, Everton wins against Southampton. Also not that impressive, but more impressive. I was going to say, well, is it, yeah, is it really? No, Southampton is going down, buddy. I think Norwich is staying up this year, by the way. We, we talked about this uh, <laughs> last week, so I don't know if, if your one was more impressive. It was good. You were you were down. You were losing, and then you won, so good on you. Yeah. Good on uh, you guys for, you know, um, winning a game. So <laughs> <laughs> I will I take you So however it's- rare of moment that is it's so precious david it's so precious to get a win it's funny because you're wearing red right now and i'm wearing blue so <laughs> i'm i'm wearing for the most, i'm wearing an union berlin t-shirt um shout out to the union berlin supporter in uh oregon who uh mailed this to me Anyways, anyway. uh, more, more importantly, FC St. Pauli uh, beat uh, Hamburg in the uh, Hamburg Derby on yes, yes. Friday. So uh, Hamburg is still black, brown and white, uh, yeah. as it has been for the last two and a half years, I think. So um, it's, it's, it's fucking awesome and super impressive. And, and uh, FC St. Pauli is top of the table in Bundesliga 2 right now. So um, very, they're, they're like three games in. Yeah, Bundesliga is by uh, top of the table, and if you need, you need to be the top two to get automatically promoted to Bundesliga, uh, and then the third place team plays the seventeenth or no, the sixteenth place team. Don't, don't they have two wins and a draw or something like that? And are yeah. there a couple teams with three wins now? No, I think they're I, well. Maybe they're not top of the table anymore, but they were top of the table on Friday. That's all right. I care about. So, um, uh, all right. Also <laughs> in uh, Bundesliga. Uh, uh, Giovanni Reina scores for Borussia Dortmund, and uh, for other people that care about U.S. men's national team players, Christian Pulisic also scored for that other blue team in England. He's on my uh, uh, fantasy team that I'm in that league with uh, Dan Wade, so um, he scored me 34 points. So I was very excited that Christian Pulisic scored. So, uh, anyways, yeah. All right. Um, anything else, MJ? Before we can, we can probably bank. This is probably like less than an hour long of a podcast if we if we finish it soon. So I mean, considering that it's you and me, the the two long winded motherfuckers on this pod, that's pretty impressive. It's very impressive. Luckily, we had to do it via via Zoom, unfortunately, because of uh of COVID shit. But you know, it is what it is. So I appreciate you looking out for my health, David. I, you know, I try to do, uh, rate and review our podcast, wherever follow, uh, at wherever you listen to podcasts, davesino.com, uh, patreon.com slash daves. I know, 
uh, at TDIKMN on Twitter. If you have any uh, objections or complaints, um, you can send your complaints there. They will easily get deleted at Texas Zeller. Uh, that's where I'm at. MJ is at MJ Matsui and Jess, uh, who unfortunately did not was able to join us as at Jessica one, four, four, zero, eight, three, niner. We've been the names, you know, this is to try and work it out. Cause we both know we can't do nothing at all. Long as you do yours, land here become feet, con. Yeah, uh, we, we do yeah. our thing, son. Who the act we attract to, hope to reach one. Uh, we, yeah. we, we do our thing, do it. We do our thing, son. Some will paint a piece, some will spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be done. We, we, we do our thing, son. Y'all, 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 y'all,